0: oh man okay so it comes down i'm i'm printing out some of the the set art at fedex and uh the guy that's helping me out he's like the quintessential russian villain and uh and i i just i say excuse me sir this is gonna sound crazy but we're making a short film Hello
1: and welcome to Your Creative Haven, a podcast by Kobe.
0: Join us as we talk about things like community, creativity, collaboration, and self-discovery.
1: We'll share stories, struggles, tips, and laughs about living lives as creatives, entrepreneurs,
0: and dreamers.
1: Join us on the journey. Today, we have two very special guests. My twin brother, Chris. You can't see him, um, but he is waving <laughs> and, um, and my cousin, John Mark and John Mark is actually the oldest of all the cousins. And so, um, Chris, he has been the idea man, the comedian, um, his core value is fun and he has always, uh, had this dream of making this fun, fun space yeah, Chris is, Chris is always the uh, comedic relief in all of our stuff. So that's that's been uh, very helpful. And John Mark, as I said, he's the oldest cousin. He is the man who makes things happen, the strategy behind our projects. And basically, he will get you pumped about things that you didn't even know you cared about. Um, <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that is just who he is. Um, and so I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, John Mark, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at right now.
0: Yeah, thanks, Josh. Uh, I work full time with a nonprofit called Youth with a Mission, and I lead a team of creatives. We do storytelling for our organization, run social media, create magazines, merchandise, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, like in my own personal endeavor just i just launched a online course about creativity and, and kind of getting your projects off the ground uh i've written two children's books and uh i do a lot of like illustration and you know personal like art art projects photography and stuff like that so i uh i'm always kind of got my hand in in some sort of creative project awesome
1: and uh, chris do you want to Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. <laughs> um, I am. I went to school, well, for a few different things. I ended up um, getting a degree in interior design. So that's where I'm at right now. I do residential design work, at least um, just free, freelance work right now. So kitchens, bathrooms, um, residential projects mostly. Um, and then, on the side, it's not really a career, but it's I love making music, recording music, um, and then uh, just doing music for some of our some of our films we've made. Just doing some, um, I guess, either background music or cinematic music or effects. So I love I love music too, music and design. Um, that's that's two of the things that I love. So we all grew up in the same area in Arlington Heights, Illinois, in the suburbs of Chicago. And we used to make movies growing up. We we did lots of creative things, but I do remember that we did a lot of spying.
0: That was like <laughs> Yeah, that was our number 1 activity. That was- growing <laughs> up. unfortunately it didn't lead to a career for any of us yeah
1: so we but we used to do that a lot when we had uh family parties yeah john mark would be the lead man and we'd have like a little whiteboard or a chalkboard i don't know if you remember this john mark but we'd like draw out a map of the house and then you'd uh you'd like map out our path of where we (laughs) need to go and Usually, I feel like usually our, our uh, objective was to like pick up like a dinner roll or something off the table <laughs> without people being able to see us. But okay, um, all top secret, very important missions. <laughs> I definitely remember being at grandma's house and, uh, and, and doing that a lot. So that, that, was like, that was like one of our favorite pastimes. The other thing that we did, actually, this is probably where we spent most of our time was making movies. And I'm I'm so curious because I was trying to think of the first movie that I remember us making together. And I'm curious if you guys have, either of you have like a memory of, of like one of the, or the first one that we
0: did together. I, it all blurs together about what came first, but I definitely have in my mind some, uh, some very noteworthy short films that were made back in the day. Uh, but, it, and, and I think when we made walking down the stairs, we must've been like into it at that point, because that was like a, a fine piece of production. So it, it, we must've had some experience at that point. So I, there's probably not our first, I'd imagine. Do you, Chris,
1: do you, have, do you remember any?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
1: remember, well, we have a music video out there. There is um with uh John Mark had a monkey mask
0: randomly. Oh yeah, yeah. But that um, was that, that was like seventh grade. That was that was too yeah, old. That oh, was, yeah, that, so I were, think that was too old, which too old. Um that's a little embarrassing to admit, the monkey mask music video in seventh grade. I it's gotta be one of the, the trench coat films with the glasses the briefcase. So that's the
1: memory that I have. It was in the day that we had the old Star Wars game um in the in the laundry room or where we kept our computer, and um john john mark his brother younger brother Michael, um I think the whole family was involved in our in our movies um, but this one actually, his youngest brother, Michael and um Sarah, his oldest sister, were both in this one. I remember Sarah being an FBI agent um michael was in a trench coat um Whoa. and he was on the computer it was like the longest scene ever it was like it was like 2 minutes of him like like typing away or pretending to type and nothing nothing happened it was just like the back of his head <laughs> at a computer typing and i was like wow we we've definitely come a long ways that's I, that's like my first memory because i i feel like that was pretty early on to have to have Sarah involved in our movies. I'm sure she kind of gave up after, um, yeah. after she realized it was gonna be like mostly guns and trench coats and stuff. So.
0: <laughs> I, I have a chicken or the egg question for us. Yeah. Did did our movie making come first or did 3D Movie Maker come oh. first?
1: Oh man, that was, that had to have been 3D Movie Maker. I'm so glad you brought that up
0: because I think that was the start of our movie making. Is that is that like the thing that that propelled all of us into our creative uh, calling? For the audience,
1: uh, 3D Movie Maker was it was a animation program that we used back in the day. It had characters and it gave you like audio like lines for the characters, and you'd have different scenes that you place them in, and you do all sorts of different actions and stuff. And um, and we spent so much so much time. On but yeah, that could, that could have been the very beginning of the, of the movie making process was 3d, 3d movie maker. So one of the ones that I do want to talk about,
0: John Mark, you mentioned the walk down the stairs. I have, I have no idea how we came up with it, but I, I, I must've been in junior high, right? Yeah. yeah in high. High. So that explains the sense of humor, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, for whatever reason, you know, there's this uh, – the, Josh and Chris live in a split-level house. So there's, there's this short little staircase, seven stairs, six stairs. Something probably. like that. Yeah, yeah, And uh, the whole point was to try to uh, walk down the stairs without laughing. Yeah,
1: yeah, smiling, laughing.
0: Uh, without smiling, laughing. And, of course, you know, we set it up. You know, this, this movie has been rated for – you know, rated – N-H for not, not humorous or something like that. B for boring. B for boring. And we tried to like keep a really straight face.
1: The film you're about to see has been rated N-H for non-humorous. No laughs, no smiles, nothing that will make you laugh. So please enjoy a walk down the stairs.
0: And, uh, you know, of course, we couldn't. And so it was just minutes and minutes of blooper reels and laughing and getting halfway and bursting out into laughter. And we just absolutely loved it. And, you know, this is, uh, what, 20, 20 years later or something like that. And we're still talking about it. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought at that moment it would have like been something we would talk about to this day, but, uh, something, I think something clicked in that, in that film and, we just realized we all loved it, and it was a uh, it was a fun fun memory. I, I think Josh, when when we started, you had graduated film school and you were back home, and I was I was working and you know spending all that time online, like watching behind the scenes videos from films, and you know just getting fascinated with how filmmaking works. And I remember some of those first ones where we were like, we just have to get out and film something. Like we just have to try and, you know, we, we did all those weird ones like walking around in the snow and, you know, we tried to make those action trailers, the Tom Cruise running. We tried to like put that silo in the middle of the field with like, <laughs> it would like motion effects and visual effects. And I, I just love all that because that, I mean, they were so bad but they were so gritty, and it was like we were going to do everything just to try to figure it out. And that's, I think, the most important part is, you know just starting and allowing yourself to, to be bad and allowing yourself just to have fun with it, because that's what we were just chasing after like this joy that we had in creating. And I mean, we were making weird stuff that didn't do a whole lot, but if we hadn't have done those couple of videos, we never would have done uh, phone swap. And then it never would have turned into a, a a job for you, the music for you, Chris. You know all the all that I do in my life. So I, I really liked that little season, uh, whatever that was, a couple of years where we did all that kind of stuff. When did? Uh, at what point was the uh, our most depressing film that we ever made? Uh, oh, in my father's footsteps. <laughs> so the reaction that I got. From pretty
1: much everyone that I showed that to because we we were like super proud of it, um because it was like it felt like a step up, like we had like John it was Mark a real had, story, yeah, John Mark had written the story for it, um we had his brother acting it um, and the reaction that I got from pretty much everyone that I showed it to, I was like so pumped because I was like, this is super high quality um I remember the first we showed it to a few friends um and they're like, why would you make something like that? That is, that is so sad. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's not the reaction uh, that I was uh, – uh, um, <laughs> and <laughs> that was pretty much the reaction from everyone was like, why would you make something so sad? So, the, uh, John Mark, I, I don't know if you want to say the premise of it.
0: Well, yeah, it, we, we – <laughs> It was all about this. This the beginning of the movie. You're watching this father and son, and he's he, his father went to Notre Dame. His son is working at it, like it's a big theme of his life, all growing up. And finally, he's got this date circled on his calendar that he's going to see his dad, and he has this acceptance letter to Notre Dame, and he's and he's so excited about it. And uh, you know, it's this like slow reveal. You're building this moment. He stops. He gets like coffee from the local donut spot, like he's got all these memories. He's going to go see his dad. And it's like, man, they must've been, you know, estranged for so long, but now he gets to show that he got in Notre Dame. And then the big reveal moment is he shows up at a cemetery, in front of his father's grave and he shows him and he leaves the acceptance letter there. And it's just like this. Well, I mean, I, you know, I I wrote it I made it and even to this day thinking about it it's like so sad and uh
1: it's so hard sad. sad
0: hard to watch honestly but it was the uh you know we learned we learned we had actors that we asked I mean they weren't hired or anything they were just our friends yeah <laughs> but we had an actor we had location scouts and
1: Learn how to ask for a location. Oh yeah, I saw this look on Chris's face. Yeah, um, Chris, the Dunkin' Donuts, we had the uh, well, Spunky Dunkers. Spunky Dunkers, sorry, Spunky Dunkers. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember um, what you said to them, John Mark? It's probably um, one of the. It's probably one of the greatest lines. I don't even know if you know that we quote. Really, we quote it. We quote yeah, it. We it. Um, and the best part is like. We're like we're out of college, um, both of us. Yeah, me, me, and Chris were out of college, so so we're we're in our twenties. And I think it was just me, John Mark, and his brother Michael. We go to Spunky Dunkers, and we're like, okay, we need to get permission from them to be able to film like a scene of um, one of the people handing coffee to Michael um, there. And John Mark's line was, "Hey, so we're just a bunch of neighborhood kids." Uh, that wanna film a movie, <laughs> but we were like in our twenties, and like and me, me and Chris, like I look, I looked I young, but John John Mark looks about his age, and so um, that's still one of my favorite memories ever. Is is that line? And I was like, "They're neighborhood kids." <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: A strong, strong uh, step of confidence, you know. It's- <laughs>
1: Yeah. But still that's that's one of one of my favorite favorite lines. Um, and I, yeah, I, I knew that
0: was what Chris was thinking <laughs> one of one of my favorite lines is uh, Take me to the max <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you can stop me? I will throw your world markets to chaos, Chicago, New York Your capitalism boom. Communism will rise from the ashes Take me to the max
1: I still say that. I think other people say it. That has oh. been a part of the film. So that's from phone swap, which we can we can talk a little bit about because this was like this was like our first like big film, big short Huge. film together. It was it was like it was massive compared to everything that we did. We did a this was our first time raising money for a film, which I we didn't even know like what would happen. Um, we got we got on Kickstarter and we we were asking for what was it was it fifteen hundred dollars
0: yeah which seemed impossible to raise which so, yeah it
1: seemed that like it, a ton it was that was a ton of money for us we're like who's gonna give us this money to do a short film um, especially when it's like our first big one and we made it we we got to the we got a little bit up above the fifteen hundred mark we did um, and. That was, like, such an exciting moment.
0: Phone Swap was basically our attempt. We, we'd made the our very depressing short film. And honestly, as sad as it was, we had fun. And uh, it just it came to the point where, like, we need to take this to the next level. So sat down and, uh, you know, I think it was probably inspired by Seth Worley. Yeah. His, his stuff, his behind the scenes, all his stuff was so creative and it was so uh, attainable. You know, it wasn't, he didn't have a big budget. He was just like us. We saw ourselves and we're like, we can do what he's doing. Little did we know how talented he was as a writer <laughs> and, and his friends were as, as actors. Very hard to pull off what he does. But uh, we sat down and we, and we created a film called Phone Swap about a pizza delivery boy that accidentally uh, swaps phones with a secret agent and gets swept up into a world of intrigue and has to save the world from a nefarious communist.
1: His name was Victor.
0: Right by none other than yours truly with my excellent Russian accent. Hand me a knife.
1: Um, and can Jamar, can you tell us how you got this part
0: (laughs) oh man okay so it comes down i'm i'm printing out some of the the set art at fedex and uh the guy that's helping me out is like the quintessential russian villain and uh and i i just i say excuse me sir this is gonna sound crazy but we're making a short film I I mean, this guy is in his 40s, and this year old is saying, hey, would you come to my house and audition for our short film? (laughs) Lo and behold, he shows up, and uh, we give him, like, two lines to say. Take me to the max is is the big one because we need him to nail it. It's like his signature line. And uh, how many takes did it take? Did he ever get it?
1: I don't think he ever got it. So we're just trying to get him to say, take me to the max. And it uh, ended up like, take me to the top. Um, and, like, the, like, it was the hardest thing to get him to say it. I don't know if he ever said it
0: right. He did not. This is the best part of the story. So he does the audition. And he, I mean, just, I, I, you've never seen a bigger flop. And you're just like, say, take me to the max. And he cannot get those words out of his mouth. And so we say, thank you for coming. And we're like, oh, I can't believe he knows where we live now. This is just awkward. And uh, I go back into FedEx several weeks, like, I don't know, three days later, whatever. And uh, I see him and he, and he goes, oh, it's good to see you. Like, who got the role? And in, over those three days, I'm like, you know, when you write a script, you have this vision of how it's supposed to be. And, and, and so I, I film myself like, this is how it should be. And then we're like, whoa, maybe I should just do it. And we all agree, I'm going to take the role. I'm going to be Victor, the Russian villain.
1: Before you left, you were, you were saying...
0: Oh, was I worried? You were worried. Oh, I must have been worried because I knew I was going to run into him. You're like, what, what if you asked me who got the part? And Josh is like, I was, yeah. There's no way he would ask that because he doesn't know anyone. He
1: doesn't know anyone connected. Why would he even ask who got the part? All he needs to know is that he didn't get the part. So
0: that's right. So uh, he, I think he, you know, he, he says, Oh, you know, how did, uh, how was it going? You know, did, uh, did I get the part? And I give some really diplomatic answer like, Oh, we decided we're just going to go with another direction. And he goes, oh, well, who got the part? <laughs> and I go, um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just this awkward tension and I didn't know what to do and or what to say. And I just picked up my papers and left and wiped my hands clean of the whole thing. And, you know, I never saw him again, but. That was an awkward, that was an awkward moment. Yeah, look, looking back, we had no idea what we were doing.
1: We, we we didn't, but I think the we had the right man for the job. Um, he, John Mark had a great accent. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, it was such a great part of the movie. I mean, phone swap would not be the same without it. Um,
0: Certainly yeah. not. It's finally here. Now everything is in place. Oh, we learned we learned so much from that. I mean, we learned about all the different roles involved in making a film. Uh, I think we each kind of learned what part of the process we enjoyed the most, how much work it takes in post-processing, uh, how important the role of a producer is. I mean, all these valuable lessons that you just don't, no, like you can never read it in a book, and you have to do it, and that's what phone phone swap represented. You know, it was this experience that we all have. That you know is, I you know I liked the movie. I you know it's cheesy, and there's a lot of things that aren't that great about it. But I'm I'm still pretty proud with where we were at. I think what we pulled off was impressive for what we knew.
1: Yeah, I I totally. I totally think we, I mean, that was, that was a whole new level for us. I mean, we, speaking of Seth Worley being inspired by him, we, I don't know if you remember, but we hired his brother who wrote his music. He wrote, um, our music for phone swap. And that was a huge deal. Um, having someone outside of our sphere and reaching out to him and paying someone to, to write, um, to write a soundtrack, but that was, that was like a huge step. Just like talking to someone, a professional who's done it before. And yeah, he was on the other end being like, I'm not really sure what to do. I just like, I, yeah, probably, probably didn't write for a lot of other people at that point, but he was super talented. And so I just remember being so pumped that we got like this cool soundtrack from, from him. Um, and, and just the fact that we had it, we got together a crew of like I don't know, it had to been like between 10 and 15 people all together, um, at least, um, of just friends, most of who hadn't really done any film stuff ever. And that was amazing to me that I don't know if you guys remember how many days we filmed, but I think it was like maybe like three days or something. Um, yeah And just the fact that we could get actors and crew unpaid we fed them, but that was pretty much all we did. But we had some long days and, um,
0: really long days. Yeah.
1: But that was, that was like such an amazing experience to me. And you like become this little, little family. Like we were like so tight knit, um, after that. And, uh, yeah, it was just such a cool experience. If you have any thoughts. Nope. (laughs) Uh, no, it was awesome. I I was going to say the same thing about, um, just the, People like working, working with the like your friends or people on set. It's you do come um, become really close, and it was awesome to see people who haven't done film become super passionate. And it just reminds me of like when we do short films and stuff, and when people are around that haven't been around that, it like brings them in. Like, oh yeah, I got a new short film idea, and just the way that you think is um, way different and exciting and th- you try to think of creative ideas so that was that was awesome to see like that that kind of inspire other people who maybe haven't been around that and they just think differently about other people doing films and you're like whoa people are way more talented than it seems like on actual sets and stuff so yeah it's yeah so much fun mm-hmm. yeah even things that you like watch that other people do oh and- it's easy to be critical of like even music like even doing music or um, movies, it's easy to be critical of people and say all the things they did wrong. But once you're, like, in it, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is once you're in it, you appreciate, like, people's talent way more. You're way less critical because you're, like, wow, this is actually a lot of hard work to, like, lead people, hard work to film, do sound, like, like, the props and all this stuff. And it's, like, wow, so much goes into a movie. This is why it takes so long. This, like, it's incredible that people actually make, like, good movies where you don't even think that they're on sets or like that you're that's just a so drawn. point So it's, it's, I think that's been one of the biggest things um, with other people is just learning, learning about creative and how people do it and really appreciating it and being okay with like, Oh, there's so much room to grow. Um, and it just, it helps you be less negative, less critical about, about other people's work you're like oh, okay I see like how like maybe it turned out like this or and you I guess maybe you don't even think like that it's like wow like there's a lot of work to go into it and so yeah that's been super helpful just to see in like in everyday life not just movies and music but just any any sort of creative field or business or leadership that's it's way different when you're involved yeah yeah that's That's a great point Chris I want to hear one piece of advice that you would give other creatives wanting to do more creative projects or wanting to take a risk or stuff out.
0: I think, I think the, that group of friends, that community is so important. You know, I, I think having you two, like I couldn't have done it by myself. You know, as much as I'm good at starting things, uh, uh, if I didn't have you two, none of this would have happened. And so I think you have to, to look or get around those couple of friends um, that you, you, that want to take the risks and want to, you know, step out and do the creative projects with you uh, to get things done.
1: I think, I think just not trying to make it perfect. Like it's easy to get stuck when you're trying to make like this huge thing. and, and, make it exactly right. Because it's like it turns out different than you think yeah. it at first. Like the even the style of the movie or like what you thought actors would be like or uh, any of that. So I think just just starting like putting it together all the hard work beforehand, but then just doing it is like just expecting that it might look different than your original plan when you add in other people. It's like people have different ideas, but it actually like can be even though it's different, it could be better than like one person set um vision yeah. sure. and, and just seeing that afterwards, like it might be hard in the midst of it and be like, oh, this is not what I was seeing, but it actually people people can appreciate, like different people can appreciate it and see from different angles. So I think I think just going into it, doing it, not trying to make it perfect and just expecting that it might come out a little different than you think, but that's being okay with that and uh, learning to learning to choose your battles of where like what you want it to look like but just letting letting other people be creative in it and trusting that other people are good at what they do too or have good ideas yeah that's some, that's some good stuff those are both two really good really important pieces of advice for any creative so thank you guys for joining us and uh, thank you guys for listening we will see you all next time peace out